Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Basket. My name is Brandon Muting. I am your host, and I'm going to apologize in advance. I am a little bit congested, so if my voice kind of sounds differently, that is why. I did get a cold. I am doing better. Um, But yeah, I sound congested. But anyways, besides the point, today we are going to be talking about the NBA prospects for the 2021 NBA draft. Now, I wanted to, I'm going to have a lot of NBA draft breakdowns until November 21st. And, you know, last week I looked at um, which team is taking who. I did like a simple little top 10 mock draft. This week, I'm going to compare prospects to past college prospects and other NBA drafts and kind of like the same environment that they were in and how they ended up doing in the NBA. Um, I'm going to be going over whether they're an all-star, whether they're a bust, whether um, they're underrated, whether they're overrated, things like that, Um, things they need to improve upon, things they need to um, maybe just, you know, seek out for help from trainers and other coaching staff. So it's going to be a fun episode, and we're going to start by looking at the top 30 prospects to CBS Sports. So they did a mock draft, I believe it was only like a couple days ago. So I'm going to be looking at their top 30 prospects for the NBA draft. Obviously, this is subject to change. And first of all, I do want to take a second or two for the podcast to give my condolences to Terrence Clark, um, basketball player who played for Kentucky, lost his life in a car crash last week. And... I didn't get to watch Kentucky play a whole lot, but it sounds like he was a very kind and nice teammate, um, brother, son, and I just wanted to reach my condolences, and it looked like he was an NBA prospect, and the fact that he doesn't get to, you know, do his dream is very sad, and I think he was only 20 years old, And so super sad news to hear. So my condolences go out to his family, his friends, the Kentucky basketball program, and anybody that might be um, affected by this unfortunate event. So my condolences, this episode is in memoriam of Terrence Clark. So as we do this, I am keeping him in my head because that is a very sad situation um, for his family, for his friends, for himself, and um, all the college basketball, you know, program. So I'm going to go ahead and continue with the CBS Sports. So obviously, good enough, Cade Cunningham being the first prospect in everything, he reminds me a lot of the Lonzo Ball when Lonzo Ball came from UCLA. Um the only difference is this his dad doesn't go chatting and talking trash because that's not the kind of guy Cade Cunningham is. They're both very um, good ball handlers. They know when to pass it. They're very good passers. Cade Cunningham averaged three and a half assists at Oklahoma State this season, 20 points per game, and even six rebounds. And I'm pretty sure Lonzo Ball in his um, season going into the NBA draft, his stats were pretty close to that. I think he averaged more assists. But Cade Cunningham and Lonzo Ball play a lot alike. So the question is, for me, is Cade Cunningham actually going to live up to his potential? And I'm going to say yes. I think Cade Cunningham is a future All-Star. Maybe it takes a season or two for for it to happen. But I think he could be a the next like Chris Paul. Um, I don't see him being like a, 
uh, Steph Curry, you know, a three-point shooter. I don't see him being a Russell Westbrook and all-around kind of guy. I see him being somebody like Chris Paul who can do some decent shots but also focuses on passing the ball, almost like a young Rajon Rondo. So I think Cade Cunningham is going to be a future all-star. I think he deserves to be the top pick. And um, my comparison to him is Lonzo Ball from, I believe, the 2017 NBA draft. Now, the next one is Jalen Suggs. Now, a lot of you are probably like, wait, why not Evan Mobley? Well, I think Evan Mobley and Jalen Suggs, and you could even throw Cade Cunningham in there. Those guys are definitely going to be the top three prospects. Maybe Evan Mobley goes before Jalen Suggs, but according to CBS Sports, we're going with Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs and Gonzaga, obviously a freshman, obviously just went straight to the NBA. Now, I think Jalen Suggs could have stayed, but I see why he didn't. I mean, you're a young player, you're an NBA prospect, you're the second pick. I don't think it could get better than that. Um, you go to the NBA. He averaged 14 points this season, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists, which is really nice for a guard like him, and shot 33% from 3-point range. Now, the thing with Jalen Suggs here, he reminds... How do I put it? He reminds me a lot of C.J. McCollum. Um, when C.J. McCollum played from Lehigh, he was more focused on a three-point percentage. But in NBA, C.J.'s kind of gotten to that area where he's been passing the ball more, more like a point guard rather than a shooting guard. Now, they have Jalen Suggs listed as a point guard, but I could see him transitioning between both positions of point guard and shooting guard. And my comparison for Jalen Suggs is C.J. McCollum from Lehigh. I believe C.J. McCollum, I believe, was drafted in, what, 2011-2012? And I could see Jalen Suggs doing the same thing. Now, as of the All-Star thing, I think... I'm going to say he's going to be a starter for a team one day. I don't know if it's All-Star potential. Um, I think if he is an All-Star potential candidate... I think it's going to take a couple more years for him to kick into that position. Um, not someone like Trey Young or Luka Doncic, who only took a season for them to be um, to be thought about for the All-Star game. So I'm having Jalen Suggs. I think he is a starter for a team, but I don't know if I would put him in the All-Star role yet. All right, and obviously for the next prospect, I have Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley from USC, he did a lot this season, but the hard thing for centers in NBA drafts is living up to the big man potential, and you know what? Not a whole lot of centers have done that in recent drafts. The last good one I can think of is Joel Embiid when he got drafted the 76ers from Kansas. Am I comparing Evan Mobley to Joel Embiid? My answer is no. I'm going to compare him to Jaheel Okafer. And you're probably like, wait, why Jaheel Okafer? He did not end up being the guy he was supposed to be from Duke in his like second or third season. His first season actually went well with the 76ers, but Jaheel Okafer fell off the map after that. Part of it was because of injury. I don't think Evan Mobley will be a bust, but I could see him being a good role player and maybe a starter for his first couple seasons. I think Evan Mobley is better than Jaheel Okafer but lays below the line of a solid center in the NBA. Obviously, in college, he did amazing. 16 points per game, almost 9 rebounds a game, 2 assists for a big man, which is pretty good. And he shot 30% from 3-point range, which you don't see a whole lot from big men. It's starting to evolve that way for um, centers and power forwards. I just think Evan Mobley is going to be more of a role player, an important role player, maybe even a sixth man kind of guy, 
I just don't think a starter, maybe a starter for a program that's rebuilding, but probably not all-star potential. And um, I'm I'm just basing that off because I think his hype is almost similar to Jaheel Okafor's. And Jaheel Okafor had a great rookie season, but after that kind of went downhill. Now, the next guy I'm going to be talking about is Jalen Green. Now, with these G League prospects, I don't really watch a whole lot of G League. So I'm actually going to base the comparisons off their stats. And if that is odd to you, if you don't like that, I apologize. I just didn't watch a whole lot of G League this year. And I'm not going to lie to you guys that I've watched G League because I haven't. Um, Jalen Green averaged 30 points a game, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists. Now, you got to remember in the G League, some of those G League players have already played in the NBA. So when you're scoring that much against former NBA players, you're a really good basketball player. Now, Jalen Green, my comparison for him, you know, the only thing that bitters this comparison is Victor Oladipo, first of all. Um, Victor Oladipo is a better three-point shooter than Jalen Green, it looks like. Um, I loved Victor Oladipo coming out of Indiana. I don't think the Orlando Magic should have ever gave him up because I think they could have built around him. But obviously, you got to do what you got to do. I'm comparing Jalen Green to Victor Oladipo because they look like they have a lot of the same playing styles. They pass the ball when they need to. Um, 30 points per game in a G League is pretty good for Jalen Green. And my prediction for Jalen Green is I think he's going to be a starter. All-star potential I don't think is there. Um, just looking at his stats, though, and like I said, the G League is where NBA players go when they aren't, or how do I put it, when they're older or when their talent isn't good enough for an NBA team. So Jalen Green is playing those guys, not college basketball players who could be the top picks. Um, if I were to pick a prospect I'm absolutely wrong about, it would be Jalen Green. So moving forward, don't take my opinion on Jalen Green for granted. Now, Jonathan Kuminga, who also played in the G League, so I don't know a whole lot about him, but he seemed to be more of a post kind of player. So 15.8 points per game, 7 rebounds a game, almost 3 assists, and shot 24% from 3-point range. And you know what? As a forward, that is pretty good. My comparison to him is Aaron Gordon from Arizona. Aaron Gordon obviously is actually a pretty good player, and I think Aaron Gordon is underrated. And if I'm comparing him to Aaron Gordon, I'm going to say Jonathan Kuminga is also underrated. Um, I think Jonathan Kuminga could be a starter. I don't see all-star potential. I see him having better potential as an all-star than Jalen Green, though. Um, just the forward position, there's a lot of competition. You got LeBron James, Kevin Durant. You got those guys to compete against. So Jonathan, Jonathan Kuminga, who's coming out of the G League, has to guard someone that is almost the face of the NBA. Now, looking at the sixth prospect is Davion Mitchell, the point guard out of Baylor, 14 points a game, 2.7 rebounds, 5 assists, and almost shooting 50% from three-point range, which is amazing. I know I'm going to get a whole lot of um, a whole lot of crap for this, but I think Davion Mitchell is overrated. Um, it's I hate I hate calling people overrated, but I got I got to stick with it on Davion Mitchell. I think he's a great ball handler. I just don't think his game is going to translate to the NBA like it is supposed to. Um, and his game reminds me a lot of Kendall Marshall from North Carolina. When he got drafted the Suns, 
He was supposed to be a great shooter, a great passer, and it just didn't work for him. And then a few seasons later, he's not in the NBA anymore. And unfortunately, I see the same thing happening to Davion Mitchell. I think Davion Mitchell will be a bust, um, a role player at best. I just don't see his college game translating to the NBA. Um, But obviously, like for all these prospects, I hope the best. I'm not hoping that these guys do bad. I just don't see the potential there for Davion Mitchell. Now, Scotty Barnes out of Florida State, our seventh prospect, scored 10 points a game, four assists, four rebounds, and 27% from three-point range. I think that is super low stats for the seventh best prospect, but that is just my opinion. Um, I guess he's balanced as a forward, which is really good to see, and um, you don't see that a whole lot in college basketball and forwards anymore, but you are seeing it in the NBA. So my comparison for Scotty Barnes I've, I've, you know what, I've translated between a couple guys on here. I've wanted to say Carmelo, but Carmelo scores the ball a whole lot more than I think Scotty Barnes would. Um, and also Carmelo's from 2003, so let me try to get a more reasonable or more recent. I'm trying to think of someone who would play like Scotty Barnes in the more recent drafts. I'm not going to say Ben Simmons because I don't think Ben Simmons and him correlate at all. You know what? I got one. Otto Porter. There we go. Um, He came from Georgetown, went to the Wizards with the third overall pick, I believe in 2014. I could see him um, comparing his game a lot to Scotty Barnes. Um, Otto Porter was more of a guy who just tried to get the ball open, went in and scored. Scotty Barnes is kind of the same way. Otto Porter struggled on defense Scotty Barnes, I've watched a couple Florida State games, and he I think he does better than Otto Porter on defense, but you got to remember, this is the NBA, so we got to see how his defensive game translates. I see Scotty Barnes being a role player. I don't see him being a starter. I don't see him being an all-star, but I also don't see him being a bust. Um, so I think he is kind of where he's supposed to be at, a little bit higher ranked on the prospect list than I would have had him, but you know what? I think it's a good spot for Scotty Barnes. Now with the eighth prospect is James Knight and... If there is anybody who I love in this draft, it is James Knight. So, from Connecticut, James Knight is a phenomenal player. I got to watch him. I'm a big Creighton Blue Jay fan, and obviously Connecticut and Creighton both in the Big East. James Knight averaged 18 points a game, 5 rebounds, and almost 2 assists. Obviously, he's got to work on his passing game a little more, and as a guard or a point guard in this um, factor... You just don't see that a whole lot. So my comparison for him is D'Angelo Russell. Um, When he came out of Ohio State, he was... D'Angelo Russell was always overlooked. Um, But he also had the biggest bust potential in his draft. James Buchanan, I think, is underrated. And I think he's going to be a solid starter. Maybe... I want to say all-star, but I don't think that's realistic. So I'm going to say a starter for James Buchanan. And I'm going to compare him to D'Angelo Russell. A lot of them have the same play style. Drive to the basket. Um, try to make a three-point basket. And if they're, if you're not open, you're passing the ball. And I think that's why James Booknight assists average are so low. Because he needs to work on passing the ball more. Now, Moses Moody out of Arkansas, I think is a great, phenomenal player. Averaging 16.8 points, 5 rebounds, and assists per game. Shooting 35.8%. From three-point range. This one I have thought about a lot. I've compared him. 
I almost see Anthony Edwards in him, but I want to say he's more athletic than Anthony Edwards, the first overall pick from last year. So I'm going to go with Zach Levine. And you're like, whoa, Zach Levine. Like, Zach Levine's very athletic. He's a point guard. Moses Moody is a shooting guard. But their playing styles are a lot similar. Obviously, Zach Levine's a better passer than Moses Moody. But um, points, point differential here, rebounds. They both focus on rebounding the ball as a guard, which not a whole lot of guards do anymore. They rely on the forwards and the bigs for that. So I'm going to compare Moses Moody to Zach Levine. And I think Moses Moody is going to be a starter in the NBA. And I think he's going to be overlooked in the NBA draft. Now, looking at Keon Johnson from Tennessee now, if there is one thing I say about the Tennessee basketball program, I always say they are overrated. So what am I going to say about Keon Johnson? Well, he had 11 points per game, three rebounds, two assists per game, and 27.1%. You know, he's a wing player. He doesn't drive a whole lot. It almost reminds me of Gary Harris from Michigan State. And he he just relies on the arc shot. I think he could drive the ball a little more. He's only a freshman. So I'm going to, I don't want to say he's a bust, but you know, I'm kind of leaning towards the bust here. I think Keon Johnson will be a bust. I think he'll be a G League player. Maybe he could um, grow more in that department and then go to the NBA. Gary Harris obviously was a good role player. He's a good three-point shooter, but I think Keon Johnson is going to kind of be a bust almost for a top 10 pick. Now, Trey Mann coming out of Florida, uh, 16 points a game, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. Obviously, the assist total could rise a little more for Trey Mann, but you know what? Not a bad start. In my comparison from him in the NBA, I've... uh, See, I want to say Mike Conley, but Mike Conley was drafted almost a decade ago. I think almost two decades ago. So I want to get a more recent reading on him. So I'm going to say kind of like Donovan Mitchell as a point guard. Um, Donovan Mitchell focused on the points. He got the rebounds. Um, Just doesn't pass the ball a whole lot more than he should have. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell out of Louisville has gotten better with that. Trey Mance needs to do better in that. Um, And the three-point percentage is doing better. So... I see Trey Mann being like Donovan Mitchell. I think they have the same athleticism. Where do I see Trey Mann? I think Trey Mann's going to be a role player. And I haven't got to see Florida a whole bunch. So that's another prospect you probably should take my word for because I didn't get to watch the Gators play a whole lot. The only times I watched was when Keontae Johnson was healthy and playing, but I just didn't get to see a whole lot of that this year. Now, Isaiah Jackson from Indiana or excuse me, not Indiana, from Kentucky, um, at eight points a game, six rebounds, and not even close to an assist, and not a really great three-point shooter. So the thing here is, Carl Anthony Towns reminds me a lot of this guy. He was balanced in points and balanced in rebounds, but Isaiah Jackson needs to do more rebounding, do more points, and Carl Anthony Towns, obviously a better passer. Um, Isaiah Jackson's not a three-point shooter. Carl Anthony Towns will shoot a three every once in a while, but he's not your guy. He's actually gotten better at shooting the three-point basket. But Isaiah Jackson, more balanced in this department. And it reminds me a lot of Carl Anthony Towns. Out of Kentucky, keep in mind, both Wildcats. I think Isaiah Jackson's actually going to be an important role player. I think Isaiah Jackson's also very underrated in this draft. Um, Whatever team gets him, and it looks like they have him projected going to the Pacers, will have a good... Um, role player, especially when you have someone like DeMontis Sabonis, 
he will be a good guy to come in when Sabonis needs a break. Now, another Tennessee volunteer, Jaden Springer, having 12.5 points per game, three rebounds, two assists, and almost shooting, what, a good solid 45% from the three-point range? That is pretty good. Now, Keon Johnson, I said, was overrated. I think he's going to be a bust. Jaden Springer, I really can't say that about Jaden Springer because he actually looks like he's going to be a more of a decent point guard in this kind of game. And he reminds me a lot of Tyrese Halliburton, who just got drafted last year from Iowa State in the Sacramento Kings. He's a pretty good three-point shooter, passes the ball when he needs to. Um, he's an all-around balanced guy. He reminds me of a less talented Russell Westbrook, but obviously Jaden Springer could get to that level. So I'm going to say, first of all, Jaden Springer's underrated, and I think he has the potential to be a solid starter. Now, the next one is Cameron Thomas. He's projected to go to the Warriors, by the way, which I think is insane. But with Klay Thompson's injuries as a shooting guard, they kind of need that. Um, 23 points per game, three rebounds, and one assist. The thing that Cameron Thomas needs to improve upon is the assist department. I really wanted to compare him to Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal passes the ball a lot more. So think of Cameron Thomas as a Bradley Beal who doesn't pass the ball. And so... Good three-point shooter, scores points, gets the rebounds when he needs to, and I think Cameron Thomas is going to be a good role player, especially if he goes to Golden State and Klay Thompson is healthy. I don't think he's going to get any starting minutes unless he were to get traded. Now, the last lottery pick is going to be Sharif Cooper from Auburn. Obviously, Auburn didn't get postseason because they are not a postseason ban, but had 20 points a game, four rebounds, eight assists, and 22.8% from three point range. So who does Sharif Cooper remind me of? He reminds me a lot of Emmanuel Moutier. Emmanuel Moutier was kind of a silent guy. Um, he's kind of became a role player, kind of a slash a starter. I think Sharif Cooper is very underrated, especially with these stats, and I think he could be a good starter. I don't see all-star potential in him, but I think Sharif Cooper could do a more in the NBA. Um, and like I said, he he's a good comparison with Emmanuel Moutier. Emmanuel Moutier obviously passes the ball, scores, except the difference with Emmanuel Moutier and Sharif Cooper, Emmanuel Moutier goes on a hot and cold streak. Um, I believe Sharif Cooper can stay consistent with his play, and obviously Moutier, not a bad rebounder for his position, and obviously not as, or not, it, it is the same story with Sharif Cooper. Now, going outside the lottery, we have Ayo Dasunu from Illinois, who I think is probably the most underrated prospect in this draft. 20 points a game, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and 40% from 3-point range. And when you are taking a look at things like that, it's I just think he should be ranked a lot higher. And I know people are like, well, he probably won't translate to the NBA very well. I think he will. I, he reminds me a lot of Marcus Smart from Oklahoma State when he was drafted, I believe it was in 2014. I see Marcus Smart in AO. And Marcus Smart obviously was a guard, AO, also a guard, but a shooting guard. The only difference is, is I think AO is a better perimeter shooter than Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is kind of a drive kind of guy, but their defense is. I think Ayo is going to be a better defensive player than he is an offensive player, and that's a kind of exactly what Marcus Smart is. So I think Ayo is very underrated. I think he could be a potential all-star eventually, and it's going to be great. Is he going to be the next Giannis Adenakumbo sitting at this pick? No, but hey, 
Ayo is probably the most underrated guy in this draft. Now looking at the 17th prospect, we have Corey Kispert from Gonzaga, 18 points a game, 5 rebounds, and almost 2 assists in 44% three-point range. Now I'm going to say a guy, and you guys are going to be like, oh, it's only because he's from Creighton. I'm going to go with Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott at Creighton shot beautifully from three-point range. Um, did probably need to improve in the rebound department, and Corey Kispert's probably a better rebounder than Doug McDermott. Um, but Corey Kispert, I think he's going to be a solid starter in here. Another underrated guy, in my opinion, in this draft. And I'm going to say if a team takes him this late, this is almost considered a steal. I would have had probably Corey Kispert in the lottery, but if he's sitting outside the lottery, this could be a steal for a bottom lottery pick. And looking at our next one, Kai Jones from Texas, eight points a game, four rebounds, almost an assist. Personally, I think Kai Jones should have stayed at Texas another year. There looks like they have a lot of transfers. Um, I think Chris Beard's going to do a phenomenal job with the squad. And I think Kai Jones could have been a part of that, which is kind of disappointing to see. Nonetheless, I think he's going to be a bust. Um, and I think just another year of the college basketball experience is going to affect that. And who was another bust? That was Noah Vonley coming from Indiana. Noah Vonley was expected to be a big rebounder, a good defensive man. And Noah Vonley never reached that potential. And I think Kai Jones is almost going to be in the same boat. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong about a lot of these busts, but I'm going to have to put Kai Jones in that department. Now, with the 19th prospect, we got Chris Duarte out of Oregon, who I loved seeing this year. I think he's very underrated. 17 points a game, 4 rebounds, and almost 3 assists a game. Obviously, Chris Duarte needs to do better in the NBA on passing the ball. But you know what? When it gets to the NBA, you get there. Um, the guy who I'm going to compare him to is De'Aaron Fox when he came from Kentucky. And De'Aaron Fox is a lot more athletic than Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte is... You know, he's going to be more of a perimeter shooter, but so is De'Aaron Fox. And so these two guys, I think, could be compared a lot. And Chris Duarte has fallen to the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies kind of need someone like Chris Duarte. Um, the Grizzlies haven't seen a whole lot of postseason. I mean, they've seen a lot of whole postseason basketball, but not a whole lot of postseason success. And if they want someone, they need someone like an underrated Chris Duarte to do that. I think Chris Duarte is a potential starter, but I think that's as far as he goes. Now with the 20th prospect, you got Zayar Williams, 10 points a game, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 29, 3.0%. Now, I've looked at social media looking at NBA mock drafts, and they say he's the most underrated. You know, I think he's overrated um, from Stanford. I think he went too quick from Stanford. He's only a freshman, and he's sitting at pick number 20. I've, I'm, you know, seek out for help from it could be from... So anywhere it's episode, I'm going to say he's a bust and, and I hate saying that I think he's going to be a G League player reminds me a lot of Justin Anderson out of Virginia you know he's a great shooter he maybe will be a great role player but um, I see him being a bust now the 21st prospect being Franz Wagner from Michigan who is 12 points a game six rebounds three assists I like this pick I think this could be another potential um steal there's a lot of steals at the bottom half of this NBA draft and Franz Wagner obviously 
a good three-point shooter, but I definitely think he can improve. Kind of reminds me of Stanley Johnson from Arizona. Stanley Johnson hasn't really lived up to his potential. I think Franz Wagner can. Um, I think he's going to be an important role player. I don't see him being a starter, but maybe he improves to that level. Now, with the 22 prospect is Jared Butler, who is 16 points a game, three rebounds, four assists. Here's a unpopular opinion. I think Jared Butler's better than Davion Mitchell. Um, in the guard prospect. Family, <laughs> friends, Excuse me. Um, so, that might Jared Butler is an underrated point guard. Um, so, who was another underrated point guard in an so NBA draft? This episode huh. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder from Atlanta <laughs> Hawks when he came from Germany. Um, so he's done a lot for programs. This, he's done a lot for the Hawks, the Thunder. Now he's playing for the Lakers. He's done a lot. And I think Jared Butler's going to be the same way. I think he's got starter material all over him. And I think that's where his potential leads him is to a starter on a NBA basketball team. Now this next guy, I'm going to be completely honest. Josh Giddy from Australia. I have no idea. They don't have any stats on him. Um, they're saying he plays a lot like LaMelo Ball. So I'm going to go with CBS's comparison. Um, or, or I'm sorry. Sorry, they played in the same league as LaMelo Ball. Okay, so not a LaMelo Ball comparison. Um, very, um, and it says he could handlers. play... They know when to pass it. They're you know, prove they don't say a whole lot about him. Um, he apparently has been proven to be in the NBA. I'm not going to give him a comparison because I feel like that's unfair because I don't know a whole lot about him. I don't even have his stats pulled up. So Josh Giddy is the 23rd best prospect according to CBS Sports. Now, looking at Jalen Johnson, the 24th best prospect. You know, even though Duke didn't have the best year, 11 points per game, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, Jalen Johnson kind of led that charge in 45% from 3-point range. I think Jalen Johnson is very underrated and i think he's going to be a key role player when it comes to um an nba team the next like chris the thing is um i don't see him being it reminds me a lot of tj leaf when he came from ucla tj leaf hasn't played to his potential lately but when he first started he was a key role player and i feel like jalen johnson can fall in the same department as tj leaf when he went to indiana um jalen johnson is projected to go to houston and houston kind of needs um sleeper players like jalen johnson so i think that'd be a good and um my now, the 25th pick is a guy from Turkey named Alperin Sengun. They don't have any stats on him, so I'm just going to say he's the 25th best prospect without a comparison. Um, the 26th prospect, Trey Murphy, a guard out of Virginia, 11 points, 3 rebounds, and assists. I think he's going to be a role player. Uh, maybe he has to go to the G League and maybe develop a little more just as a guard. My comparison for him is going to be Ty Jerome from Indiana, or not Indiana, Virginia. Stayed, oh my goodness. They're both Virginia Cavaliers. Philadelphia 76er Ty Jerome got drafted there in 2019. They're both good three-point shooters. Um, they need to, to work NBA. more on passing and obviously like rebound-wise, they could do more. Um, so I think Trey Murphy is like a former Virginia Cavalier Ty Jerome. Now, Jeremiah now, Robinson Earl, I love here. this pick. I think this is a good steal, and I think he's a future starter. 15 points a game, game 8 rebounds, um, 2 assists, and yeah, CJ not great from 3-point range. Who, is more Who does this remind me of? I wanted to say Blake NBA, Griffin, but Blake Griffin shoots CJ's the ball kind of better. To that area where he's been so, passing the ball more. You know, like I want to say, I mean, you know what, I'm going to say Zach Collins from Gonzaga. Zach Collins is kind of in the same department. He was a sleeper for the Portland Trailblazers. I could see 
Jeremiah Earl yeah, Robins, or Robinson Earl, excuse me, doing the same thing for Lehigh. his NBA team. I believe, uh, CJ McCollum, I believe and I'm going to leave it at that. Not a great three-point shooter, good defensively, good post play, and a good rebounder. The 28th prospect is Matthew Hurt, also from Duke, 18 points a game, 6 rebounds, an assist, and 44%. Well, I talked about Blake Griffin. This is where I'm going to put him as a comparison for Matthew Hurt. I think Matthew Hurt um, is very underrated. I think he's going to be a candidate. key role player, though probably not a starter. A but he has like the Blake Griffin-like athleticism position. to him, um, not and I think like he could do some big things on the Now, Greg Brown, the um, 29th prospect, nine points a game, six rebounds, and less than an assist a game. He's kind of unbalanced for a big man. I don't know if I would put him. He doesn't have a lot of consistency. All right, and obviously for the next prospect, I have Evan. It's very hard to say. I want to compare him almost to Jared Allen, but Jared Allen's a center. So you know what? I'm going to stick with Jared Allen. Jared Allen, a better rebounder, but he has very inconsistent stats from time to time. And I think Greg Brown will do the same thing. And I think he could be a role player. The last good one I can think of is Joel Embiid. Now the very last prospect we were talking about today is Josh Christopher from Arizona. State, 14 points a game, 4 rebounds, um, an assist per game, My and 30.5%. I think he could be I'm a good role player. Where do I see him going like, from here, though? He did not I end up. Could say Josh Hart um, from Villanova. I think Josh Christopher and him have like the same play. I think Josh Hart's a better well, three-point shooter when he came from Villanova, but Josh Christopher could obviously improve in this aspect. So that's going to do it for today's episode Evan of Beyond Moby the Basket. And be remember, bust, next week I will not be having an episode because I, I have finals next week and I need to focus full, maybe a fully on school. But after that, I will I have Evan more Moby's content better for you than guys. Jimmy Otherwise, if you guys are in finals right now, I have you do amazing on your finals and good luck and study hard. Finals is no fun thing to do, but obviously we need to do it to get our degrees. But anyways, I hope you guys have a phenomenal week and I'll talk to you guys later. don't see a whole lot from big men. It's starting to evolve that way for... Um, centers and power forwards. I just think Evan Mobley is going to be more of a role player, an important role player, maybe even a sixth man kind of guy. I just don't think a starter, maybe a starter for a program that's rebuilding, but probably not all-star potential. And um, I'm I'm just basing that off because I think his hype is almost similar to Jaheel Okafer's. And Jaheel Okafer had a great rookie season, but after that kind of went downhill. Now, the next guy I'm going to be talking about is Jalen Green. Now, with these G League prospects, I don't really watch a whole lot of G League. So, I'm actually going to base the comparisons off their stats. And if that is odd to you, if you don't like that, I apologize. I just didn't watch a whole lot of G League this year. And I'm not going to lie to you guys that I've watched G League because I haven't. Um, Jalen Green averaged 30 points a game, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists. Now, you got to remember, in the G League... Some of those G League players have already played in the NBA. So when you're scoring that much against former NBA players, you're a really good basketball player. Now, Jalen Green, my comparison for him, you know, the only thing that bitters this comparison is Victor Oladipo, first of all. Um, Victor Oladipo is a better three-point shooter than Jalen Green, it looks like. Um, I loved Victor Oladipo coming out of Indiana. I don't think the Orlando Magic should have ever gave him up because I think they could have built around him. But obviously, you got to do what you got to do. I'm comparing Jalen Green to Victor Oladipo because they look like they have a lot of the same playing styles. They pass the ball when they need to. Um, 30 points per game in a G League is pretty good for Jalen Green. And my prediction for Jalen Green is I think he's going to be a starter. All-star potential I don't think is there. 
Um, just looking at his stats, though, and like I said, the G League is where NBA players go when they aren't, they're, how do I put it, when they're older or when their talent isn't good enough for an NBA team. So Jalen Green is playing those guys, not college basketball players who could be the top picks. Um, if I were to pick a prospect I'm absolutely wrong about, it would be Jalen Green. So moving forward, don't take my opinion on Jalen Green for granted. Now, Jonathan Kuminga, who also played in the G League, so I don't know a whole lot about him, but he seemed to be more of a post kind of player. So 15.8 points per game, seven rebounds a game, almost three assists, and shot 24% from three-point range. And you know what? As a forward, that is pretty good. My comparison to him is Aaron Gordon from Arizona. Aaron Gordon obviously is actually a pretty good player, and I think Aaron Gordon is underrated. And if I'm comparing him to Aaron Gordon, I'm going to say Jonathan Kuminga is also underrated. Um, I think Jonathan Kuminga could be a starter. I don't see all-star potential. I see him having better potential as an all-star than Jalen Green, though. Um, just the forward position, there's a lot of competition. You got LeBron James, Kevin Durant. You got those guys to compete against. So Jonathan, Jonathan Kuminga, who's coming out of the G League, has to guard someone that is almost the face of the NBA. Now, looking at the sixth prospect is Davion Mitchell, the point guard out of Baylor, 14 points a game, 2.7 rebounds, 5 assists, and almost shooting 50% from three-point range, which is amazing. I know I'm going to get a whole lot of um, a whole lot of crap for this, but I think Davion Mitchell is overrated. Um, it's I hate I hate calling people overrated, but I got I got to stick with it on Davion Mitchell. I think he's a great ball handler. I just don't think his game is going to translate to the NBA like it is supposed to. Um, and his game reminds me a lot of Kendall Marshall from North Carolina. When he got drafted the Suns, he was supposed to be a great shooter, a great passer, and it just didn't work for him. And then a few seasons later, he's not in the NBA anymore. And unfortunately, I see the same thing happening to Davion Mitchell. I think Davion Mitchell will be a bust, um, a role player at best. I just don't see his college game translating to the NBA. Um, but obviously, like for all these prospects, I hope the best. I'm not hoping that these guys do bad. I just don't see the potential there for Davion Mitchell. Now, Scotty Barnes out of Florida State, our seventh prospect, scored 10 points a game, four assists, four rebounds, and 27% from three-point range. I think that is super low stats for the seventh best prospect, but that is just my opinion. Um, I guess he's balanced as a forward, which is really good to see, and um, you don't see that a whole lot in college basketball and forwards anymore, but you are seeing it in the NBA. So my comparison for Scotty Barnes, I've, I've, you know what, I've translated between a couple guys on here. I've wanted to say Carmelo, but Carmelo scores the ball a whole lot more than I think Scotty Barnes would. Um, and also, Carmelo's from 2003, so let me try to get a more reasonable or more recent... I'm trying to think of someone who would play like Scotty Barnes in the more recent drafts. I'm not going to say Ben Simmons, because I don't think Ben Simmons and him correlate at all. You know what? I got one. Otto Porter. There we go. Um, he came from Georgetown, went to the Wizards with the third overall pick, I believe, in 2014. I could see him um, comparing his game a lot to Scotty Barnes. 
Um, Otto Porter was more of a guy who just tried to get the ball open, went in and scored. Scotty Barnes is kind of the same way. Otto Porter struggled on defense. Scotty Barnes, I've watched a couple Florida State games, and he I think he does better than Otto Porter on defense, but you got to remember this is the NBA, so we got to see how his defensive game translates. I see Scotty Barnes being a role player. I don't see him being a starter. I don't see him being an all-star, but I also don't see him being a bust. Um, so I think he is kind of where he's supposed to be at, a little bit higher ranked on the prospect list than I would have had him. But you know what? I think it's a good spot for Scotty Barnes. Now with the eighth prospect is James Knight, And if there is anybody who I love in this draft, it is James Knight. So from Connecticut, James Knight is... A phenomenal player. I got to watch him. I'm a big Creighton Blue Jay fan, and obviously Connecticut and Creighton both in the Big East. James Buchanan averaged 18 points a game, five rebounds, and almost two assists. Obviously, he's got to work on his passing game a little more, and as a guard or a point guard in this um, factor, you just don't see that a whole lot. So my comparison for him is D'Angelo Russell. Um, When he came out of Ohio State, he was D'Angelo Russell was always overlooked, um, but he also had the biggest bust potential in his draft. James Buchanite, I think, is underrated, and I think he's going to be a solid starter. Maybe, I want to say all-star, but I don't think that's realistic. So I'm going to say a starter for James Buchanite, and I'm going to compare him to D'Angelo Russell. A lot of them have the same play style, drive to the basket, um, try to make a three-point basket, and if they're if you're not open, you're passing the ball. And I think that's why James Buchanite assists average are so low because he needs to work on passing the ball more now Moses Moody out of Arkansas I think is a great phenomenal player averaging 16.8 points five rebounds and assists per game shooting 35.8 percent from three point range this one I have thought about a lot I've compared him I almost see Anthony Edwards in him, but I want to say he's more athletic than Anthony Edwards, the first overall pick from last year. So I'm going to go with Zach Levine. And you're like, whoa, Zach Levine. Like, Zach Levine's very athletic. He's a point guard. Moses Moody is a shooting guard. But their playing styles are a lot similar. Obviously, Zach Levine's a better passer than Moses Moody. But um, points, point differential here, rebounds. They both focus on rebounding the ball as a guard, which not a whole lot of guards do anymore. They rely on the forwards and the bigs for that. So I'm going to compare Moses Moody to Zach Levine, and I think Moses Moody is going to be a starter in the NBA, and I think he's going to be overlooked in the NBA draft. Now, looking at Keon Johnson from Tennessee now, if there is one thing I say about the Tennessee basketball program, I always say they are overrated. So what am I going to say about Keon Johnson? Well, he had 11 points per game, three rebounds, two assists per game, and 27.1%. You know, he's a wing player. He doesn't drive a whole lot. It almost reminds me of Gary Harris from Michigan State, and he, he just relies on the arc shot. I think he could drive the ball a little more. He's only a freshman, so I'm going to – I don't want to say he's a bust, but, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards the bust here. I think Keon Johnson will be a bust. I think he'll be a G League player. Maybe he could um, grow more in that department and then go to the NBA. Gary Harris obviously was a good role player. He's a good three-point shooter. But I think Keon Johnson's going to kind of be a bust almost for a top 10 pick. Now, Trey Mann coming out of Florida. 
Uh, 16 points a game, five rebounds, and three assists. Obviously, the assist total could rise a little more for Trey Mann, but you know what? Not a bad start. In my comparison from him in the NBA, I've uh, da, da, da. see. I want to say Mike Conley, but Mike Conley was drafted almost a decade ago. I think almost two decades ago. So I'd, I want to get a more recent reading on him. So I'm going to say kind of like Donovan Mitchell as a point guard. Um, Donovan Mitchell focused on the points. He got the rebounds. Um, just doesn't pass the ball a whole lot more than he should have. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell out of Louisville has gotten better with that. Trey Mance needs to do better in that. Um, and the three-point percentage is doing better. So... I see Trey Mann being like Donovan Mitchell. I think they have the same athleticism. Where do I see Trey Mann? I think Trey Mann's going to be a role player. And I haven't got to see Florida a whole bunch. So that's another prospect you probably should take my word for because I didn't get to watch the Gators play a whole lot. The only times I watched was when Keontae Johnson was healthy and playing, but I just didn't get to see a whole lot of that this year. Now, Isaiah Jackson from Indiana or excuse me, not Indiana, from Kentucky, um, at eight points a game, six rebounds, and not even close to an assist, and not a really great three-point shooter. So the thing here is, Carl Anthony Towns reminds me a lot of this guy. He was balanced in points and balanced in rebounds, but Isaiah Jackson needs to do more rebounding, do more points, and Carl Anthony Towns, obviously a better passer. Um, Isaiah Jackson's not a three-point shooter. Carl Anthony Towns will shoot a three every once in a while, but he's not your guy. He's actually gotten better at shooting the three-point basket. But Isaiah Jackson, more balanced in this department. And it reminds me a lot of Carl Anthony Towns. Out of Kentucky, keep in mind, both Wildcats. I think Isaiah Jackson's actually going to be an important role player. I think Isaiah Jackson's also very underrated in this draft. Um, whatever team gets him, and it looks like they have him projected going to the Pacers, will have a good... Um, role player, especially when you have someone like DeMontis Sabonis, he will be a good guy to come in when Sabonis needs a break. Now, another Tennessee volunteer, Jaden Springer, having 12 and a half points per game, three rebounds, two assists, and almost shooting, what, a good solid 45% from the three-point range? That is pretty good. Now, Keon Johnson, I said, was overrated. I think he's going to be a bust. Jaden Springer, I really can't say that about Jaden Springer because he actually looks like he's going to be a more of a decent point guard in this kind of game and he reminds me a lot of Tyrese Halliburton who just got drafted last year from Iowa State in the Sacramento Kings he's a pretty good three-point shooter passes the ball when he needs to um he's an all-around balanced guy he reminds me of a less talented Russell Westbrook but obviously Jaden Springer could get to that level so I'm gonna say first of all Jaden Springer's underrated and I think he has the potential to be a solid starter now, the next one is Cameron Thomas. He's projected to go to the Warriors, by the way, which I think is insane. But with Klay Thompson's injuries as a shooting guard, they kind of need that. Um, 23 points per game, three rebounds, and one assist. The thing that Cameron Thomas needs to improve upon is the assist department. I really wanted to compare him to Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal passes the ball a lot more. So think of Cameron Thomas as a Bradley Beal who doesn't pass the ball. And so... Good three-point shooter, scores points, gets the rebounds when he needs to, and I think Cameron Thomas is going to be a good role player, especially if he goes to Golden State and Klay Thompson is healthy. I don't think he's going to get any starting minutes unless he were to get traded. 
Now the last lottery pick is going to be Sharif Cooper from Auburn. Obviously Auburn didn't get postseason because they are in a postseason ban, but had 20 points a game, four rebounds, eight assists in 22.8% from three point range. So who does Sharif Cooper remind me of? He reminds me a lot of Emmanuel Moutier. Emmanuel Moutier was kind of a silent guy. Um, he's kind of became a role player, kind of a slash a starter. I think Sharif Cooper is very underrated, especially with these stats. And I think he could be a good starter. I don't see all-star potential in him, but I think Sharif Cooper could do a more in the NBA. Um, and like I said, he he's a good comparison with Emmanuel Moutier. Emmanuel Moutier obviously passes the ball, scores, except... The difference with Emmanuel Moody and Sharif Cooper, Emmanuel Moutier goes on a hot and cold streak. Um, I believe Sharif Cooper can stay consistent with his play. And obviously Moutier, not a bad rebounder for his position. And obviously not as, or not, it, it is the same story with Sharif Cooper. Now going outside the lottery, we have Ayo Dasunu from Illinois, who I think is probably the most underrated prospect in this draft 20 points a game six rebounds five assists and 40 percent from three point range and when you are taking a look at things like that it's i just think he should be ranked a lot higher and i know people are like well he probably won't translate to the nba very well i think he will i he reminds me a lot of marcus smart from oklahoma state when he was drafted i believe it was in 2014 I see Marcus Smart in AO, and Marcus Smart obviously was a guard, AO also a guard, but a shooting guard. The only difference is, is I think AO is a better perimeter shooter than Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is kind of a drive kind of guy, but their defense is, I think AO is going to be a better defensive player than he is an offensive player, and that's a kind of exactly what Marcus Smart is. So I think Ao is very underrated. I think he could be a potential all-star eventually, and it's going to be great. Is he going to be the next Giannis Adenakumbo sitting at this pick? No, but hey, Ao is probably the most underrated guy in this draft. Now looking at the 17th prospect, we have Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. 18 points a game, 5 rebounds, and almost 2 assists in 44% three-point range. Now, I'm going to say a guy, and you guys are going to be like, oh, it's only because he's from Creighton. I'm going to go with Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott at Creighton shot beautifully from three-point range. Um, did probably need to improve in the rebound department, and Corey Kispert's probably a better rebounder than Doug McDermott. Um, but Corey Kispert, I think he's going to be a solid starter in here. Another underrated guy, in my opinion, in this draft. And I'm going to say if a team takes him this late, this is almost considered a steal. I would have had probably Corey Kispert in the lottery, but if he's sitting outside the lottery, this could be a steal for a bottom lottery pick. And looking at our next one, Kai Jones from Texas, eight points a game, four rebounds, almost an assist. Personally, I think Kai Jones should have stayed at Texas another year. There looks like they have a lot of transfers. Um, I think Chris Beard's going to do a phenomenal job with the squad. And I think Kai Jones could have been a part of that, which is kind of disappointing to see. Nonetheless, I think he's going to be a bust. Um, and I think just another year of the college basketball experience is going to affect that. And who was another bust? That was Noah Vonley coming from Indiana. Noah Vonley was expected to be a big rebounder, a good defensive man. And Noah Vonley never reached that potential. And I think Kai Jones is almost going to be in the same boat. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong about a lot of these busts, but I'm going to have to put Kai Jones in that department. 
Now, with the 19th prospect, we got Chris Duarte out of Oregon, who I loved seeing this year. I think he's very underrated. 17 points a game, 4 rebounds, and almost 3 assists a game. Obviously, Chris Duarte needs to do better in the NBA on passing the ball. But you know what? When it gets to the NBA, you get there. Um, the guy who I'm going to compare him to is De'Aaron Fox when he came from Kentucky. And De'Aaron Fox is a lot more athletic than Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte is... You know, he's going to be more of a perimeter shooter, but so is De'Aaron Fox. And so these two guys, I think, could be compared a lot. And Chris Duarte's fallen to the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies kind of need someone like Chris Duarte. Um, the Grizzlies haven't seen a whole lot of postseason. I mean, they've seen a lot of whole postseason basketball, but not a whole lot of postseason success. And if they want someone, they need someone like an underrated Chris Duarte to do that. I think Chris Duarte is a potential starter, but I think that's as far as he goes. Now with the 20th prospect, you got Zyar Williams, 10 points a game, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 29 three-point percent. Now, I've looked at social media looking at NBA mock drafts, and they say he's the most underrated. You know, I think he's overrated um, from Stanford. I think he went too quick from Stanford. He's only a freshman, and he's sitting at pick number 20. I've, I'm, you know, it could, it could be from anywhere it's I'm gonna say he's a bust and I hate saying that I think he's gonna be a G League player reminds me a lot of Justin Anderson out of Virginia you know he's a great shooter he maybe will be a great role player but um, I see him being a bust now the 21st prospect being Franz Wagner from Michigan who is 12 points a game six rebounds three assists I like this pick I think this could be another potential um steal there's a lot of steals at the bottom half of this NBA draft. And Franz Wagner, obviously a good three-point shooter, but I definitely think he can improve. Kind of reminds me of Stanley Johnson from Arizona. Stanley Johnson hasn't really lived up to his potential. I think Franz Wagner can. Um, I think he's going to be an important role player. I don't see him being a starter, but maybe he improves to that level. Now, with the 22 prospect is Jared Butler, who is 16 points a game, three rebounds, four assists. Here's a unpopular opinion. I think Jared Butler's better than Davion Mitchell um, in the guard prospect. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so Jared Butler is an underrated point guard. So who was another underrated point guard in an NBA draft? Huh. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder from Atlanta Hawks when he came from Germany. Um, he's done a lot for programs. He's done a lot for the Hawks, the Thunder. Now he's playing for the Lakers. He's done a lot. And I think Jared Butler is going to be the same way. I think he's got starter material all over him. And I think that's where his potential leads him is to a starter on a NBA basketball team. Now this next guy, I'm going to be completely honest. Josh Giddy from Australia. I have no idea. They don't have any stats on him. Um, they're saying he plays a lot like LaMelo Ball. So I'm going to go with CBS's comparison. Um, or, or I'm sorry, they played in the same league as LaMelo Ball. Okay, so not a LaMelo Ball comparison. Um, and it says he could play, you know, prove, they don't say a whole lot about him. Um, he apparently has been proven to be in the NBA. I'm not going to give him a comparison because I feel like that's unfair because I don't know a whole lot about him. I don't even have his stats pulled up. So Josh Giddy is the 23rd best prospect according to CBS Sports. Now, looking at Jalen Johnson, the 24th best prospect, you know, even though Duke didn't have the best year, 11 points per game, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, Jalen Johnson kind of led that charge in 45% from 3-point range. 
I think Jalen Johnson is very underrated, and I think he's going to be a key role player when it comes to um, an NBA team. The thing is, it reminds me a lot of TJ Leaf when he came from UCLA. TJ Leaf hasn't played to his potential lately, but when he first started, he was a key role player, and I feel like Jalen Johnson can fall in the same department as TJ Leaf when he did, went to Indiana. Um, Jalen Johnson is projected to go to Houston, and Houston kind of needs um, sleeper players like Jalen Johnson, so I think that would be a good pick. Now, the 25th pick is a guy from Turkey named Alperin Sengun. They don't have any stats on him, so I'm just going to say he's the 25th best prospect without a comparison. Um, the 26th prospect, Trey Murphy, a guard out of Virginia, 11 points, 3 rebounds, and assist. I think he's going to be a role player. Uh, maybe he has to go to the G League and maybe develop a little more just as a guard. My comparison for him is going to be Ty Jerome from Indiana. Or not Indiana, Virginia. Oh my goodness. They're both Virginia Cavaliers, Philadelphia 76er. Ty Jerome got drafted there in 2019. They're both good three-point shooters. They need to work more on passing. And obviously, like rebound-wise, they could do more. Um, so I think Trey Murphy is like a former Virginia Cavalier, Ty Jerome. Now, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I love this pick. I think this is a good steal, and I think he's a future starter. 15 points a game, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and yeah, not great from 3-point range. Who does this remind me of? I wanted to say Blake Griffin, but Blake Griffin shoots the ball better. So, you know, I want to say, I mean, you know what? I'm going to say Zach Collins from Gonzaga. Zach Collins is kind of in the same department. He's was a sleeper for the Portland Trailblazers. I could see Jeremiah Earl Robinson, or Robinson Earl, excuse me, doing the same thing for his NBA team. And I'm going to leave it at that. Not a great three-point shooter, good defensively, good post play, and a good rebounder. The 28th prospect is Matthew Hurt, also from Duke, 18 points a game, six rebounds, um, an assist, and 44%. Well, I talked about Blake Griffin. This is where I'm going to put him as a comparison for Matthew Hurt. I think Matthew Hurt is very underrated. I think he's going to be a key role player, though, and probably not a starter. But he has like the Blake Griffin-like athleticism to him, and I think he could do some big things on the bench. Now, Greg Brown, the 29th prospect, 9 points a game, 6 rebounds, and less than an assist a game. He's kind of unbalanced for a big man. Um, he doesn't have a lot of consistency. It's it's very hard to say. I want to compare him almost to Jared Allen, but Jared Allen's a center. So, you know what? I'm going to stick with Jared Allen. Jared Allen, a better rebounder, but he has very inconsistent stats from time to time, and I think Greg Brown will do the same thing. And I think he could be a role player, maybe even to a bust. Now, the very last prospect we were talking about today is Josh Christopher from Arizona State. 14 points a game, 4 rebounds, um, an assist per game. And 30.5%, I think he could be a good role player. Where do I see him going from here, though? I could say Josh Hart um, from Villanova. I think Josh Christopher and him have like the same play. I think Josh Hart's a better 3-point shooter when he came from Villanova. But Josh Christopher could obviously improve in this aspect. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Beyond the Basket. And remember, next week I will not be having an episode because I have finals next week. And I need to focus fully on school. But after that, I will have more content for you guys. Otherwise, if you guys are in finals right now, I hope you do amazing on your finals. And good luck. And study hard. Finals is no fun thing to do. But obviously, we need to do it to get our degrees. But anyways, I hope you guys have a phenomenal week.